It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey, hey. Michigan Maniacs. This is the Michigan Maniac Podcast. And I am your host, Adam Brewer. This is the reaction episode, Michigan State, the backyard brawl, big brother versus little brother. Uh, Before we get into this, uh, let's do the housekeeping, right? Uh, You know, go to YouTube, uh, subscribe, go to the social media aspect, which is uh, Facebook uh fan page also the instagram fan page under the same name the michigan maniac podcast also i have started something new i uh (laughs) i am live tweeting games now that's right today was the first one went over pretty well so guys please go ahead and follow me at uh, on Twitter there for the Michigan Maniac Podcast. I'll live tweet every game from here on out, the two that we have remaining, plus the bowl game. Uh, I also started a Snapchat. Uh, I have a Snapchat profile, but unfortunately, I got so excited today, I dropped my phone, and my camera doesn't work anymore. So the Snapchat will not be used unfair but hey what are you gonna do um (laughs) oh yeah 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 before i get into it still guys go to itunes uh apple podcast believe the same thing uh go to the michigan maniac fan page on facebook leave a review uh i am me on on uh, Instagram, let me know your full name, what platform, and your address. I will send it to you, okay? I will send you a sticker. It's I had to order more. That goes to show you that this promotion stuff's working. It's fantastic. It's great. I don't even care that I'm paying for them. I just want you guys to enjoy it because, let's face it, we're all maniacs and we need to enjoy some nice stuff. Um, also, uh, what was I going to say? There was something else that was going on, guys. Uh Oh, yeah, so I can keep track of the questions easier on Ask Me Anything. Please just DM me on on the Instagram or go to the Michigan Maniac fan page on Facebook and, and private message me there, okay? Because it goes to the same, it goes to the same, uh, account and I can I can keep track of the questions better that way. You guys have been killing it with questions. The ask me anything is actually becoming one of our po- more popular episodes. So guys, let's just enjoy it. So please just do that, make it a lot easier. Um so now let's get, let's just get into this mother effing game. Okay. Um I want to start off with this quote because I did it I believe on the Penn State reaction episode, and I'm going to do it now because I really do believe this quote fits our team the best. And hell, you can even say that this quote fits Shea Patterson, but we'll go with our team. Okay, now I'm going to change some stuff so it fits what we're doing. This is from the replacements. 
Jimmy McGinty, Gene Hackman, the coach everybody wants, going up to Keanu, Mr. John Wick, and he tells him this, and this is what I really do believe is us as the Michigan Mania, or just the Michigan Wolverine football team. I look at you and I see two teams, the team you are and the team you ought to be. Someday, those two will meet. Should make for one hell of a football team. If that does not describe the Michigan Wolverines from the time the Pins, the second half of Penn State till now, I don't know what does. There is no better. There is no better quote out there than that one that is perfectly encapsulates everything about us and right now this game we have those two teams have met and we are one hell of a fucking football team holy shit i can't believe this but i i welcome eating crow from mr fumbles patterson himself if he wants to bag on me uh, I'll even let him slap a woman that looks like my mother. Now, be a dummy, obviously, because I don't promote smacking women, because that's just rude, But and it's just not right. But still, listen, he's earned it. You can smack a dummy that looks just like my mom, because I have earned the disrespect. You, sir, have a uh, welcome, finally, to being a Michigan Wolverine. What the fuck was that? That was fucking fantastic today. Holy shit, dude. 385? I mean... 24 passes, 30, 24 out of 33 for 384, four touchdowns, no interceptions. That's right, no interceptions, no fumbles. <laughs> He's making me look like a complete utter asshole, and I love it. I I take on that mantle of being an asshole. That is perfectly fine with me. Because if he can do this for the next two games, oh my God, hello. We we are starting something here that's going to be a long time, a long lasting situation. I really do believe it, guys. I mean, because if I were to tell you now, let's if I were to tell you that the, the our running attack would only average two point four yards per carry, and our three headed monster of Haskins, Charbonnet, and Wilson would get a combined. 69 yards rushing, you'd say we lost that game and we would have lost pretty ugly, right? Because nobody believes in Shea Patterson. Well, he really made me look dumb because, God, what? I mean, yeah, he missed a few, he missed a few open guys, whatever, right? No one's perfect. Uh, you know, with another game, he'll improve that, hopefully. Uh, I just, Wow. Uh, what a way to emphatically and hopefully end the Dan Tony era at Michigan State. I mean, 44 to 10. I mean, it's like we save our best games for our rivals, man. And we got the next one coming in to the same big house. Oh, buddy, I can't wait. I mean, we beat up on Notre Dame, we beat up on State, we keep fucking Paul Bunyan here where he belongs, Lewerke was seeing ghosts, not looking good, awful, just awful, I mean, yeah, if you were to ask me if I had a choice to either hold them to 94 total yards or the 200 
and twenty, I believe. Yeah, two hundred and twenty total yards that they had today. If I get the if I get forty four points and they only get two hundred total yards, let me have that every day of the fucking week, right? I don't care about ninety four total yards and only twenty one points and we win by fourteen. I want forty four to ten. Right? My guess was forty five seven forty five to seven, so we were pretty close. But oh my god, this was now granted, we got lucky. I don't even say we got lucky. Fuck that. They both, everybody had to get on the fucking field and had to play. And we took it to them today. But it helped that they were hurt in a bunch of different places. And Bochi was, or Bocci, or whatever his name is, Joe Bocci was hurt, was out because he's doing drugs. You know, he likes to do them steroids. You know, heavy balls, big arms, make for no play play for uh, Joe Bocci, right? That's what the steroids do for people that's, you know, whatever. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay, Bocci out, Stewart out, uh, Lewerke, obviously not healthy. Uh, yeah, we, we got him, but they still have Cody Davis. <laughs> Cody Davis, the one guy who sparked the defense. I mean, up until Cody Davis decided he was going to stunt on the sideline and flex and make it like he was Mr. Badass, our defense was kind of sleepwalking. And then that sparked the hatred, and we let... Michigan State know what the fuck was up. Oh my god, dude, it was so great. I mean, every bit of frustration that I've ever had for Michigan State just seemed to be poured out. I've never I haven't felt this good since the Notre Dame game. It was fantastic. And that's what I love. I love the fact that when we need big games and they're big games this year, we come up big now after that Penn State loss. We show up. We could have packed it in. We could have given up on the season. But, guys, we haven't. We've met the challenges put before us. And, you know, the best thing about this team, which is better than last year. Now, listen, last year, great team, right? We we hit stride early. But we're hitting our stride at the perfect time right now, right? We are focused. We are ready to go. And we're only getting better. And what's the great thing is, I one thing I want I want uh, people to stop saying for good reason, right? And I'll tell you why. It, or let me say it first. Uh, sorry, I'm all over the place because I'm just so fucking excited, and I'm trying not to just freak out. Okay, we have Indiana next week. Now I have gone on record saying that Indiana is a classic trap game, classic, but. Here are the qualifications for a trap game. One, you have to have a major team that you're playing the week after or the week coming up. And the other team that you're playing that week has to suck. That's what makes a trap game. Because if you're looking past a good team to get to the other team, you're just a poorly coached team. That's not a trap game. A trap game is that you have already assumed the victory. Therefore, creates the trap. You can't say, well, we're playing the, you know, like, you can't say you're playing a good team and be like, we assume the win already. Because that's not a trap. That's just being arrogant and dumb. So, the trap isn't set this year. There is no trap. Indiana is a good team. They're a very good team, and if you dick around, they will beat you. It's at home. It's in Bloomington. They're focused. They just played a very hard-fought game in Happy Valley and lost to Penn State, with a, which they probably should have won, right? I think they even outgained Penn State, to be quite honest. I, I didn't do the, the stats, so I probably should have, but 
whatever. Today was all about Michigan, Michigan State, and I there was only one other game that I really paid attention to, and I'll get into that in a second. But this isn't a trap game. Indiana isn't a trap game. Indiana is a test. This is going to truly show us where we are as a team because every year we struggle with Ohio State. We also struggle with Indiana, right? And we beat them, of course, because we're always a better team. We have better talent. We have better coaches. And at the end, if we just give you know, an 8 and they give a 7, we're going to beat them. This is a true test to show where we're at mentally and how we want to crush people. Right, because if we go out and we destroy Indiana, it's over. We're gonna, we are going to beat Ohio State. It'll be close, sure, but we're going to beat them. Now we go in there and we dick around and we go into overtime with these idiots, or we even have to come back from behind. Then we maybe have some a little bit to worry about. Maybe we only beat Ohio State by a field goal, right? But we're winning. We're beating Ohio State this year. Anyways, let's get off that because I'll. Whatever. This is all about little brother. <sighs> God, isn't it great? I mean, isn't it great you just watch Michigan actually do what Michigan should do? Isn't it nice? I mean, yeah, our running game didn't do well, but that was because Michigan State truly, that was, this was all, this was the Shea Patterson prove it game. Basically, Michigan State said, we don't think you can do it, Shea Patterson. We don't think you're a good enough quarterback to beat us. So what do they do? They took away the one thing that we do really well, and that's run the ball. And what did Shea Patterson do? <laughs> that motherfucker showed up and threw for 384 and four fucking touchdowns. The greatest game in for the greatest game for a Michigan quarterback in the history of the rivalry. He threw for more yards than our man, our guy, the GOAT, the greatest of all time, Tom Brady. Yeah, that's right, guys, by 99 yards. 99 yards. 384. He had the best up to whatever point up until yesterday or today was what? 279 that was his best attempt I think that was his best passing yardage uh, was 279 and I what was that a Rutgers maybe I think I can't even remember I think it was Rutgers but still coming out when the when the defense said beat us yeah, motherfucker, we don't think you got the arm. We don't think you know how to read a defense. We don't even think you know how to run your own offense. So you're going to have to beat us today. And that boy stepped up. Holy shit. That was... I I am the first one to bag on Shea Patterson. And I have told you, it brings me great joy in my life to shit all over that kid. It really Because he has that face that you just want to make fun of. And he's one of the worst interviews ever. Now, that's probably by design. But still, you look at him and you're like, ugh. But today, fucking today, God bless you, kid. And I will eat all the crow in the world. I underestimated him. I didn't think he could do it. I thought we'd need a greater run. Like I told you, but I did say this. I did say this in the big game pregame. We need to pass the ball. To open the run, to do pat, to then open up the play, the pass, uh, pass, ah, play action. Sorry, 
like I said, I'm super excited. I'm trying to not just scream for 30 seconds straight. Uh, so, yeah, we started the pass game, and then who cares, right? The pass game was going so good. This is what speed and space was supposed to look like from the get. I hate to give Urban Meyer credit because, oof, you know, really, give me a break. But he was right. A few weeks ago, he said when you're putting in a new offense, it takes time. About around six, week six, these things will start to click. And around week six, things started to click for us. Uh, it's really taken off now. And speed and space is, I mean, we, I, wow. What did, could you imagine what we could have done to Wisconsin if this is what we were dealing with from the get? If we had this kind of Shea Patterson output from the beginning of the season, we're in the top five, people. They're talking about us as one of the, like this, they're talking about us as one of the best balanced football teams in college football. Like, and this further goes to show why the Big Ten needs to realign itself. Realign itself. Because I want to get off on a little tangent for a second here. But, and I know I keep bagging on this guy. Because, well deserved. Uh, hello, Minnesota. Welcome to the real world of the Big Ten. Quit patting yourself on the back and quit saying row the boat. Where was the oars today, motherfuckers? Did you shove them up your own ass? Because as far as I saw, you got outplayed. And that's because you play in the Big Ten. And you have to go to actually play real teams in real stadiums that have a real home home field advantage. You just can't beat up on Georgia Southern by two by a field goal in double overtime and then beat up on a Penn State and barely beat, actually not beat up, but barely beat a Penn State team at your own home. Right? Oh, yeah, oh, wow, we're so good. We're seventh in the nation because we beat a Penn State team at home. You didn't do it at Happy Valley. And your one real test, you fucking shit the bed. Go fuck yourself, Minnesota. I hope you lose the rest of the season. I never want to hear from you again. Done with you, PJ Fleck. You're garbage. It's awful. Done. Over with. I don't want to hear anything more about row the boat. And did you know they put row on the front of their fucking helmets? Is this a football team or a cult? That's all I want to know. Is PJ Fleck demanding that he sleeps with all their girlfriends? What is he the, is he the next Koresh? I mean, is this going to be Ruby Hill all over again? Like, this isn't a football team. This seems like it's some weird cult. Who puts row your row the boat on the fucking helmet of your football team? Dude, it's a little weird now, bro. You're a little weird, dude. Stop it. It's done. You're an embarrassment. I'm tired of this. I'm glad you lost. I'm glad you lost. You didn't even look good doing it. And Iowa isn't even the best team in the West. And the West sucks. The West isn't great. And that, because I guarantee you, we play Wisconsin again, we whip their ass. Come over to fucking Michigan, Wisconsin, and see what the fuck happens. No, the West sucks. This is why the Big Ten needs to be realigned. If anything, just make it like the Big 12. We all play each other once or twice, whatever, round robin, blah, blah, who gives a shit? All I know is they don't have, they don't have divisions, and the best team usually comes out of the Big Ten. I mean, out of the Big 12. They usually come out. The best team in that division, in that conference usually wins that conference. They don't have any of this. Well, if this guy, if this team beats this team and this team beats that team, then maybe they can go to the East. Because I guarantee you right now, Ohio State, 
Well, it depends on the last two games, right? If Penn State beats Ohio State, and then we, when, when we beat Ohio State, Penn State will probably go to the the Big Ten title game to get revenge on probably Minnesota. If Minnesota beats Wisconsin, which I don't think they're going to do. Anyways, doesn't matter because whoever comes out of the East, once again, is going to win the Big Fucking Ten. It's almost a goddamn, it's almost a... It's like a birthright. If you're in the East, you're going to win the Big Ten because the West is a fucking joke. If Minnesota is the greatest thing that you can put forth. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. For the West, then you're a joke of a division. You're a joke. You've got some weird fucking cult leader who all he says, his mantra is row the boat. I mean, he might be autistic because that's all this fucking guy says. Have you seen him? He looks like Rob Codry or Rob, yeah, Rob Codry from like a uh, hot tub time machine or ballers. You know, that bald headed douche. That's all that guy plays is a bald headed douche. He's really good at it. He's really funny. But I guess he, like, PJ Fleck is the less funny, bald-headed douche. He's just a bald-headed douche who knows how to say row the boat. He may be a mental defective. Who fucking knows? But I'm glad Iowa put them in their place today. And hopefully Wisconsin does the same thing in two weeks. And I hope those book nerds in the fucking Northwestern fucking send it to give it to them as well. I'm pretty sure Minnesota plays uh, Northwestern and Wisconsin at home because they don't play fucking shit anywhere else. And God forbid they should play a real team. They play us next year, and they're going to lose. And then you know when they play Ohio State? 2021. And they don't even play us again. So don't tell me how good Minnesota is. Okay, I'm done with the whole Minnesota thing. They suck. It's over. Thank God. Get them out of the top 10. Put them back in the 16 range where they fucking belong. Uh, Minnesota's a good 16 to 25 team. That's good. That's where they belong. Stay there for the rest of your existence. Row the boat upstream, you fucking morons. I don't care. Just get out where real play, where real teams play. Just done with you. Anyways, I don't even know where I was going, but all I know is that we look great today. We did everything we needed to do. Finally, Josh Gaddis. I mean, what was all the talk when fucking Maryland started off 2-0 and when they were beating up on the Little Sisters of the Blind and, like, Howard? Well, oh, oh, my God, Loxley's the best. We picked the wrong guy. Get rid of Gaddis. No. We just needed to be patient. Trust me, I'm the biggest one that wasn't patient. I never bagged on Gaddis. I always bagged on Shea Patterson, to be clear. Because I, you know, I mean, you can look at our season and blame all those problems on Shea, Shea Patterson. But guess what? That dude made up for it today. When we needed him, the dude showed up, played great. I mean, great passes. Ronnie Bell, can we get this kid a fucking touchdown, please? I mean, all season. He's had two touchdowns, by the way. Uh, one called back against Penn State. Well, actually, both of them against Penn State. One they called back on, uh, what, uh, lineman downfield. That horse shit bull crap penalty. And then the one he dropped. 
Okay, that's fine. He could have two of them. But let's get this kid a fucking touchdown, for God's sakes. I mean, he has, he has truly been the star out of our wide receiver core. And I mean, I have always been from... For two seasons now, I have been pro Nico Collins. I think his intangibles, I think his tools, I think everything this kid has screams NFL superstar. I really do. I think if he gets in with the right team, with the right uh, offensive scheme in the NFL, he can be phenomenal. I'm a huge fan. But the guy who has this mind meld with Shea Patterson is Ronnie effing Bell, and he is fantastic. This kid is making catches. He's twisting his body. He's doing everything he needs to do. And please, dear God, can we just get Ronnie Bell a touchdown? Can I hear a hallelujah? Jesus Christ, the, the fucking football gods up above. When you're done giving Justin Fields and Dobbins and Chase Young explosive diarrhea for the next two weeks, could you please get Ronnie Bell a couple of touchdowns please now please don't skip on the diarrhea i want those guys to be dehydrated not to where they get hurt or they're sick or you know where that's and the, any of their life is endangered i just want them to always question their farts if the farts coming i want them to always be panicked if there's going to be something behind it if it's going to ruin a date if you know what i mean i want to always have them worried so please College football gods, work on the diarrhea, please, on secondary, like a, a 1B, maybe a 2, get Ronnie Bell a touchdown. Maybe 1 or 2, please, okay? We'll deal with that later, but still, diarrhea number 1 on the list for those three guys. Um, can I say one thing, though? I've loved, yeah, like, this is my show, so where the fuck I want, right? Uh, I loved the majority of the play calling. I mean, the way they set things up today, it was a beautiful story told, right? It's frozen out on the football field. It was, you know, let it go. It was beautiful. I mean, birds were saying it was fucking fantastic. But if I have one thing, can we get rid of the corny ass bullshit fucking trick plays? They never work. They never have worked. They're dumb as fuck. We don't need to do it. No, I'm sorry. We can never get a trick play to work. So why must we do it? I know it's probably a jab in the whole in the whole scheme of the boxing game, which is football play calling. I get it, probably. But it could have been any other fucking play, and it could still have been a jab. We don't need these corny-ass fucking plays. Please, let's not do it. I, I beg of you. I beg of you, Josh Gaddis, the guy who I'm beginning to really care about more than just a friend. You, you're, you're becoming a part of a team that I love. You're like the, you're like the new stepdad who's really cool, and I want to, I want him to be a part of my mommy's life. Please stop calling cornball dickhead plays. Please, I beg of you, just stop it. There's no need for it. There just really isn't. I am begging you. Please hear me. And then two, I hope and I pray because I see real talent with this kid. Dear Lord, don't let us make or don't let us turn Giles Jackson into the next Eddie McDoom. Please, God. It never. It, it worked once or twice the end around. 
fantastic, awesome. But Jimmy Harbs, please, buddy, get please. He's not McDoom 2.0. He could actually do other things. He probably runs better routes than McDoom. He probably has better hands than McDoom. I know he's faster than McDoom, but please, dear God, stop with the end around because you know what? Everybody's going to think when he comes out onto that field, end around. And we all know you don't vary shit. You don't. If the motherfucker comes out for an end around, guess what's going to be called? A motherfucking end around. There is no variation. Like the Wildcat. Last time I checked, guys, the only time the Wildcat works is if there is a threat of a pass. That's it. Plain and simple. You want the Wildcat to work? Fucking try and throw it once. So this, like, so this way they're like, well, maybe he might throw this. But if they see just two running backs in the backfield, you know what they're going to think? These guys are going to run the ball. And then if you always run the ball, they know you're going to run the ball. Like, I don't get paid millions of dollars to do coach. I, I don't coach. I, I've never been a coach. I would love to try it. But I don't get paid millions of dollars to do it. I don't even get millions of dollars to even call plays. I mean, when I play, you know, uh, NCAA 2014, which is so old, we need to get a new one. Thank you, NCAA, for caving. Um, I, I, yeah, I do all right. I don't call bullshit like that. I don't always do an end around. And if I do, I pass occasionally when they think I'm going to do an end around. And guess what? It works. It just works. Anything we would have done today, I think we just got a little cocky because I think we figured everything we did today was working. It doesn't work. The end around is bullshit. Let's not do that. Let's at least have Giles Jackson run a few routes and prove that he's a quality wide receiver, which he is. Uh, the Wildcat, please, just not do it anymore because we don't want Hassan Haskins to try and throw the ball in the red zone because you know why? We don't want Hassan Haskins to, run, or to throw the ball in the red zone because he's not a fucking quarterback. He's a running back. I know he played linebacker just a few weeks ago, but he's a fucking running back, and he's a pretty goddamn good one. So let's just do that. Let's just have him run the ball because he's really fucking good at that. And Shea Patterson now is actually a really pretty good quarterback. He's finding himself. He's feeling it. He's really becoming into his own. So let's let him run around and throw the ball in the fucking red zone because that's what Shea Patterson does. He's a quarterback. Let's stop with this corny-ass horse shit and just play football and win even by more points. Let's do that. That's what I want to do. I want to dominate teams. I want to fucking bend them over and jail-rate these motherfucking teams. I want them to be so scared that they never want to play us again. That's what I want. I want PSTD or PSTD, whatever the fuck you call it. I want these guys pissing their pants when they come to Michigan. I want them to see us on the goddamn schedule and be like, fuck, do you remember what they did to us last year? That's what I want. I don't want them saying, well, they do try those corny-ass fucking plays. And I know it kind of sounds like sour grapes now, but it's not. I loved everything about this fucking game. I really did. I love it. Maybe they're only doing this to fool fucking uh, Ohio State. Well, guess what? Ohio State's not going to pay attention to that because none of those plays fucking work. For Ohio State to even play to pay attention to any of that shit, one of these plays has got to work. They never work. 
Never. I don't want to see Dylan McCaffrey and Shea Patterson on the same on the on the field at the same time. I don't want to see it. Never. Never ever. Don't care. Don't want to see it. Okay. Thank you. Uh, but goddamn, how great is this? How great was this fucking win today? Holy fucking shit! What a great day! I mean, whoo! God, this was the best. This is—I haven't felt this good after a Michigan State win in probably a good decade. I mean, I loved last year's win. That was great to go in there and beat them in their own place, and especially how we kind of struggled, but we struggled on offense. See, that's what's so great about this offense now is that it is speed and space, but it's also pro form. It's a mixture, and I think that's brilliant. Maybe we would have never understand the true brilliance of what this offense could have been if speed and space worked immediately. But with the mixture of pro form mixed in with the spread, it's phenomenal. Like, you really have to worry about everything we're doing. I mean, our tight ends are uncoverable. McEwen healthy now? Tell me how good that kid looks, right? He's actually got his blocking down pretty well. Uh, Eubanks is getting better at his blocking. And they both have speed and they run good routes and they find a way to get open. I mean, yeah, they only had 60 yards between them and out of three catches, maybe maybe 70 yards. But still, those are two players you have to worry about. You have to account for when they're on the field. So what are you going to do? You know, I mean, put all the defensive backs out there if you want, then we'll run the ball right down your fucking throat. If Shea can make the passes, we become unbeatable. We do. We're going to punch Ohio State in the fucking mouth. This is going to be the first team that's ever done it this season. I don't know if Penn State's going to do it, but they're going to give them a run for their money. But we're going to stand there, we're going to punch them in the fucking face, and they don't have home to back up. They don't have their fans to come and hold them. Now, maybe because the Big Ten cheats like a motherfucker for this school, maybe they'll have the refs again to come and pat them on the ass and ask for fucking autographs. But we're going to be there, flat-footed, ready to punch them right in the face. So with Shea becoming who we need Shea to be, this is this is one hell of a fucking football team, guys. And I, we should we should enjoy this. We oh my god, revel in it. If you know any Michigan State fans, let them hear it. This was a game for the ages because it really truly shows that we are growing as a team now. Our offense is better than last year's. Our defensive backs are better than last year. Our overall defensive speed is better at every fucking position. They're better. Chris Hinton got in the game for for quite a quite a few plays today. Did well. So now they've got fucking Chris Hinton, uh Carlo Kemp, that big chubby faced assassin, and then you've got uh uh Dwumfor. Fantastic. He's a human doorstopper, right? Like good fucking shit. We are we're killing the run. Dude, we are becoming the team that we need to be. So yes, guys, it is celebrate the fucking shit out of this, right? Enjoy it. This is fantastic. This is a win that we always wanted and we've been waiting for Harbaugh to do. And oh, before I leave, can I say hello 
Petty Jim, nice to see you again. Fantastic. I don't know who had you kidnapped. I don't know what was going on with you, but God bless you for coming back. And you've been back for a few weeks, but this was straight out proof, buddy, that you are back and you're Mr. Hey, what's your problem? Fucking love it. I want you to get so far into fucking uh, Ryan Day's head that you're mentally fucking his brain. I want that right in the two lobes just going to town on his fucking mental acuity. I want, hey, what's your problem? All in Ryan Day's head. I want Petty Jim everywhere I can see him because I love Petty Jim. Petty Jim's the best. Petty Jim gives the team an edge. Not this whole everybody's great routine. No, Petty Jim is awesome. I love Petty Jim. I'm glad Petty Jim's back. And fucking it's rubbing off on Shay. She's still boring as fuck to listen to, though. Oh, God. An interview, I might as well poke my eardrums out. Uh, but still, dude, Shay Patterson, way to be a dude today. I take, I, well, I'll take back everything if you do in the next two weeks as well. Because, let's face it, I'm not going to eat all the crow until the end of the season. Because you could still look like a douche in the next two, and then what did we do, right? I mean, literally, as great as this victory is, and it was Fucking sweet. Sweet. But if we don't come to play next week, what was it for? What was any of this for if we don't come to win next week? And especially in two weeks. If we don't come in ready to fucking play. And we don't make every drive count. Every snap make them hurt or make them know we're there. Then what is all this for? We have a chance to finish out a season and make it special. Just make it special. Yeah, I know it's not a Big Ten title. I know we're, uh, we'll probably finish third in the East. But you know what, though? This is going to be a season that is always going to be remembered because this is the season that we actually grew. This is the season where we found ourselves. This is the season where we put everything together. We, and we could go 3-0 and against our fucking rivals. That's huge. All right, that's huge because to beat the two teams that have beat us at home and to rectify that is huge. And plus, we we let's face it, we really hold ourselves to have we beat Ohio State. And if we can do it this year, it's huge. 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 Cuz the monkeys off the back uh recruiting changes, right? Yeah, they're always going to be Ohio State. Fine. But you know what, though? When you go into a living room and you say, yeah, we beat them last year. It changes everything because that's Ryan Day's first first chance against us. He starts off 0-1 against us. That sets a tone for the rest of his fucking tenure at Ohio State. It changes everything. So, yes, we are we are hitting strides at the right time, and we should be fucking excited. But you know what? When it comes midweek, we need us to be ready, guys. We need uh, – now, guys, what do we do? We just watch the fucking team, right? We listen to podcasts, and we hope. But let's hope those guys are focused by Monday. Monday comes around. They're ready, and they're eating everything up Indiana. They're ready to go. And we go into Indiana and we beat them by 14, 21 points, right? We go in there and we put, and we win, and we win convincingly. We do that, that sends a fucking, that sets a tone. And we're ready to go. Guys, I can't wait. I love it. This was a great fucking game. 
And <laughs> Mark D'Antoni, if you're listening, buddy, uh, hey, just remember, pride cometh before the fall, you dick. All right, guys, it was great to be a Michigan. Like I always say, it's great to be a Michigan Wolverine. It is great to be a Michigan Wolverine. And always and forever, go blue.